Anyone who's spent any meaningful amount of time in Ketchikan knows the name Schoenbar. Aaron Spencer, who's lived here about two years, says his interest in the history of the name was piqued when his daughter started attending Schoenbar Middle School. He did some research on his own, he says, but he wants to know more. So he turned to the lean, mean research machine known as Ketchikan Uncovered. And by lean, mean research machine, I mean me sitting in front of a computer for hours. Here's what Spencer found out. And I guess it's uh, named after a um, pretty famous guy that was here right around the turn of the century, 1900, mm -hmm. um, John Schoenbar. And uh, he had a mine out there that he had bought from um, somebody else locally. Uh, it used to be called the Lascawana Gold Mine, and he bought it in 1900. So I started wondering, okay, well, where is this mine? Is it still there? Is it not? So Spencer's got his facts partially right. John Schoenbar was a real guy who came to Ketchikan to strike it rich in the Klondike Gold Rush. And the former name of the mine could be Laskawana, but according to the U.S. Geological Survey, it was called Laskawa. And according to Patricia Rappel's book about gold mining in southeast Alaska, the mine's name was Laskawanda. Still more sources call the mine Lackawanna and others Laskawanda with an O. This is just the beginning of the story of John Schoenbar and his mine. First things first, though, the middle school, major road, and bypass in Ketchikan that all bear the name Schoenbar are somewhat incorrectly named. John Schoenbar's name didn't have a C. The guy also reportedly went by Colonel Schoenbar, despite the fact that he wasn't actually a colonel. I talked to the senior curator of collections for the Ketchikan Museum Department, Haley Chambers, who tells me he began calling himself Lieutenant Schoenbar while mining for silver in Nevada. By the time he comes up to Ketchikan, he's calling himself a colonel. Oh my gosh. And a colonel, you know, being a general title particular to mining engineers at the time, um, that's all fine and good, but he didn't have any schooling as a mining engineer. But Various sources paint him as an adventurous man who traveled across the U.S. in the late 1800s seeking his fortune and unsuccessfully trying his hand at different trades. A SIT News article by June Allen from June 2002 describes him as playing fast and loose with the truth. It's a fair assessment, given that his birth year is still in dispute. Nobody seems to be able to tell if his wife's name was Mamie or Marie. And it's likely he scammed New York businessmen out of more than a million dollars in investments for a Ketchikan gold mine that had yet to produce anything of value. The more I find out about this guy, the more fascinated I become. But Spencer's question is about the current state of the mine, not about the colorful story of Colonel John Schoenbar without a C. So I turn to the U.S. Geological Survey. We would never call it a mine because it didn't have production. Um, and by definition, mines have production. That's Rick Wilson, a USGS research geologist who works up in Anchorage. Schoenbar, he says, is classified as a prospect because it never produced anything of note. That's right. No gold. Why would they have thought that there was anything valuable in the ground. So there were a number of veins that were developed around this gabbroic futon that had um, pyrite and chalcopyrite, which are two sulfide minerals in them, and can sometimes be gold-bearing. Pyrite is more commonly known as fool's gold. Here's Chambers again. The Schoenbar mine was more of an idea than an actual operation. There were a couple of uh, tunnels built, but more an, uh, 
more promotional than actual mining. So these tunnels, where were they? What happened to them? And what state are they in today? Chambers doesn't think they're underneath Schoenbar Middle School. So, so if we were to try to locate the mine today, we wouldn't look at the middle school. No. Um, from what I've read, um, the middle school is not located anywhere near the mine. Um, but there um, is a house built um, over the mining area. Luckily, the USGS records data on this sort of thing, meaning that I'm able to find the latitude and longitude coordinates of where they think the mine used to be. 55.35 degrees latitude and negative 131.64 degrees longitude leads me to the southeast corner of Ferry Chasm Road and North Yorktown Drive. To me, it just looks like a ravine set into the ground quite steeply and surrounded by trees and brush. I'm no mine expert, but all traces of Colonel Schoenbar's failed gold hunt seem to have disappeared with time. The USGS report on Schoenbar Prospect says the coordinates are accurate to within about a half mile. So if you live in Bear Valley near Ferry Chasm and Yorktown, take a look at the land around your house. You might find you're standing on a little piece of Ketchikan's rich history. Thanks for joining me for this installment of Ketchikan Uncovered. You can find past episodes on our website at krbd.org. For KRBD, I'm Emma Atkinson.